Amen. Welcome to Cornerstone. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good to see you. Let's uh, receive the call to worship today. For the call of worship this morning, we're going to be reading from Colossians 3, 11 through 17. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks, thanks be to God. God. So Cornerstone, this morning for uh, the word portion um, in a little bit, I'm going to ask for probably four or five volunteers. And I'm going to ask from volunteers, you do not need to be a covenant member, but I would ask that you are somebody that's not, that this isn't your first or second time at Cornerstone, that you've been around Cornerstone a little bit. And what I'm going to be asking for is just simply for you to share um, not necessarily your thoughts or opinions on a scripture, but a scripture passage that maybe in the past week, maybe in the past two weeks, maybe in the past month has really hit you. And uh, we're going to let the word of Christ that is spoken to us as individuals, we're going to then share that word through the scriptures to one another. So uh, in a little bit, after some more musical worship, I'm going to call for volunteers. And if I don't pick you, don't get upset. It's nothing personal. Um, it's just that we have a, a certain amount of time for this morning. And so uh, if you want to also, as you're, you're worshiping through the next song or two, be thinking about is there uh, a section of scripture, uh, you know, under half a chapter that you feel you would like to share with the congregation in order to build up, to encourage, uh, and to, um, yeah, just to glorify God. In. So be thinking about that as we continue to be thankful and turn our eyes towards God. So in the scriptures, it, it talks about the scriptures. It says that the, the scriptures, the word of God, is God-breathed and that it's useful. And it's not useful to justify our own motives or to justify the things we want to do. And it's not useful to get all this knowledge and feel good about ourselves. It's useful in correcting and reproving and training us for righteousness so that we may be fully equipped as the people of God to walk in this world and to seek after Jesus and to love those around us. So as I call for volunteers, I want us to keep that in mind that um, uh, we're not using scripture here to just say something in order to legitimize ourselves, but we're here to use scripture to hear the word of God. And so, um, uh, Ron, could you turn the house lights up, please? So I'm going to ask for four volunteers that would be willing to uh, choose and read some scripture today. Um, and again, if you're new to Cornerstone, I would just ask that you would just uh, sit and receive but um, if you're a covenant member, you've been around Cornerstone more than a couple times, I would invite you. So I'm going to look for hands, and I'm looking for four people that would be willing. So Rob, Jim, 
Angie. Did somebody else raise their hand that I missed? We need one more. I, and I'm fine to stay here. Yeah, I got all day. <laughs> I could do this all day, Captain America. Uh, one more person to share scripture. Tim over here. Who, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Tim Quirite. That's awesome. Great. So as we get into hearing the word, you can have a seat. Um, there's different ways we interact with the word, reading and studying and meditating upon the word, and none of those things are the same. So while this is a reading of the word, this isn't necessarily a studying of the word, but all three of those things, reading, studying, meditating on the word, are important. Um, so as we're here, we're going to be in a posture of receiving. What have you walked into today, into Cornerstone with? What have you been carrying? What have you been looking to hear from God? Consider that the words spoken here are for us, which they are, but also consider is the Holy Spirit speaking and answering something specifically that you have been asking God this week. So we, we don't want to be self-focused, but we want to be personal, and we want to have this, um, this connection and this communion with the Lord in here. So as uh, the four people come up and share, we want to hear this both as a body and we want to hear it, is there something specific that is being said to our individual hearts or to our minds or to our souls? In the letter to the Corinthians, Paul says, What then shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together, when you gather together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. And that is the, the fruit we are looking for this morning as we give credence to God's word. And also, Cornerstone is not based off of uh, pastoral staff. It is not based off of the Boyer family. It is not based off of great leaders in the past, such as Bob Krause and Jay and Tim and Matt. And we are thankful for the leaders that we have, the elders, those who have served as deacons. But we also look to uh, foundation ourselves on Christ alone in community. So with that being said, I'm going to ask Rob to come up and share the first. We're going to be reading from the Psalms, the Proverbs, the Gospel of Matthew, and the Epistle uh, to Jude. And as uh, at the end of each section, the reader is going to be saying the word of the Lord, and we're going to respond by saying, thanks be to God. So let's open up our hearts and our minds, and hopefully the microphone is still on, and we'll hear the word. I'm going to read from uh, Psalm 136 today. And I'm going to read nine out of the 26 verses. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him alone does great, to him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever, who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever, who made the great lights, his love endures forever, the sun to govern the day, his love endures forever, the moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. And I could go on and on here through 26 verses, but basically it is saying here, he goes through how he 
brought the Israelites out of slavery from Egypt across the Red Sea and drowned the Pharaoh's army and how he took them through the wilderness and conquered kingdoms and brought them into the promised land. And I can remember years ago when a pastor friend of mine who liked to write songs wrote a song about this whole Psalm 136 and I always thought, wow, this is so redundant, so so boring. I don't know why would anybody, you know, write a song write a song about this whole thing. And it was actually several months ago God I believe spoke to my heart and I was going through that and I asked God the same thing. God, this is so redundant, why his love endures forever, his love endures forever and and I kind of heard in my heart, you don't quite understand it yet, do you? And in actuality, <laughs> in a literal sense, I think what, what I heard from God you know, with a smile on his face say, you don't get it yet, do you? And all of a sudden I realized why he says his love endures forever over, over and over and over and over and over again. Because sometimes we just don't get it. He is emphasizing this wonderful truth that his love for us endures forever. And there's nothing we can do about it other than just receive it. So I just wanted to share that. And there's 26 verses of that in here. And uh, I'm not narcissistic enough to think that uh, God just spoke this to me. And I think there's probably many here who also need to hear, hear that. His love for you endures forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. reading from Proverbs 3. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you for the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights 
back to verse 1. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. The word of the Lord. reading from Matthew 14, uh, just as a kind of setting up the passage would be for us to notice uh, the interactions, the responses, the interdependency and dependency of the people and relationships in the scripture. And just as I start to read this, keep in mind that what is preceding this passage is that um, John the Baptist was brutally murdered, killed. Uh, So, picking up here in verse 13. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he went off by himself in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed by land from many villages. A vast crowd was there as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place and it is getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus replied, that isn't necessary. You feed them. Impossible, they exclaimed. We have only five fish loaves of bread and, excuse me, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and asked God's blessing on the food. Breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave some of the bread and fish to each disciple, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, and they picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men had eaten from those five loaves, in addition to all the women and children. The word of the Lord. Good morning. I'm going to be reading out of Jude. Um, um, It's a short book, and I would invite you, I would encourage you to uh, take time to read through all the verses. I believe um, God's word is timeless, and this book is timely. Um, I'll read a short Um, excerpt uh, verses 3 and 4, and then I will jump to the end. Dear friends, I had been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share, but now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. But you, dear friends, 
must build each other up in your most holy faith, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Now all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God, our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Amen. The word of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, reminded of the grace that we sang about earlier. Lord, enjoy, uh, prayed about it as well. Lord, we, we can't afford it, but you pour it, pour it out upon us so generously, so lavishly. Lord, I asked you to help us to pay that forward to one another to our families, to our friends, to our faith community, even to strangers, those that cut us off in traffic, those that chip in front of us in line. Help us to extend grace to them when they inconvenience us, just as God, you have poured so much grace upon us. Also, we were reminded in, in these scripture readings in the Psalms about your love enduring forever. Lord, help us again to pay that forward to one another, to our families, to our friends, to our faith community. Lord, as we embark on a sabbatical here at Cornerstone, there will be times when we will have unmet expectations. Things will be done differently. That doesn't mean they're not done right. But Lord, there's a possibility we could be feeling some disappointment. Lord, help us to extend love to those who are serving in a, in a way that you call them to. And... Um, yeah, Lord, help us to know that your love endures forever and our love must as well. Lord, we, uh, we heard in, in Proverbs how uh, we must never forget your goodness. And Lord, I, I just pray that you help us to remember, to pass that on to the next generations. Lord, just as you have been good to us, Lord, as you have given us wisdom, Lord, that is our duty now to pass on to the next generation.
But also, we heard in Matthew how you performed a wonderful miracle, which the disciples who were so close to Jesus had no idea of what was coming. Lord, help us to expect a miracle. Lord, so often we, we see obstacles. We see roadblocks. We think it can't happen. It can't be done. How's this going to work? Lord, help us to expect a miracle. We believe you are still in the miracle business. Help us to have faith when there seems to be no way. And Lord, we learned in, in Jude how we need to be steadfast. We need to encourage one another. Lord, there is so much discouragement out there today. We don't know what's happening in the world around us. We hear all kinds of bad news again and again and forever. But Lord, help us to encourage one another that our hope does not come from Washington, D.C. Our hope comes from you, Lord. Help us to follow you. Help us not to get sidetracked by false prophets, by those that have, have all the right words. But help us to hold fast to that which is good and honorable. And Lord, this is our prayer. And we pray it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.